as we head into scouting combine week, it's a reminder that people maybe overreact to what happens and maybe don't even understand how those of us as scouts and personnel executives use the combine. We can People can overreact in the media about who's doing what and what does it mean and draft stock and what have you. So temper that and understand that people that you hear talking uh, have never been in this situation and really don't know as much as you might think they would know. There are some players in recent years that's had good combines that have helped themselves. So we thought we'd kind of go over some of the most recent guys that have had success in the combines uh, to give you an idea of because they were past risers and to see how well they've done to this point. Uh, a reminder, you can get more detailed breakdowns on the scouting combine, on everything to do with the combine, the NFL, free agency, the draft. We got you covered at LandryFootball.com. You're a college football fan. You want the breakdowns on transfer portal, recruiting, you name it, we got it for you. LandryFootball.com. Um, the best information from a playing, coaching, scouting, and front office perspective. We got you covered. So if you take a look, um, it's a place at the Combine where film and production and the level of competition is apart from this. Every player shows up. Same type of uniform, same drills, same uniform situation. Uh, but you have to understand and put it in perspective. These drills and these tests that we give measure certain aspects of a player. It doesn't make a player. It doesn't tell you how good a player he is. It tells you how good certain traits he has or doesn't have. So if you look at the recent combine risers, Byron Jones in 2015 is a big bump, got a big bump at the combine. A lean, unproven cornerback out of Connecticut. Wasn't expected to be a top pick heading into the combine. Um, you, The league was trying to replicate what Seattle had done with the Legions of Boom. The frame and impressive movement skills on tape and the appealing blend of skills. Um, but he's more of a day two dice roll. Then Jones went to Indianapolis, jumped out of the gym. Um, unbelievable broad jump. Um, more than a half a dozen players that weren't even, that were the next best broad jump guys were not even close. Set the standard. The rest of Jones' testing profile was exceptional as well. Eight best vertical jumps since 1999. Had the 90% out clearing in the short shuttle and three-cone drill. Didn't run a 40-yard dash. but with the rest of the profile, there's no need for it. By the time draft day came around, he was a late first-round pick. Far cry from his pre-combine stop. The film didn't suggest that he should be anywhere near the first round. The combine bump was largely warranted. Played well for a team that drafted him, the Cowboys, and was a force with the Miami Dolphins for a few seasons. So it showed what a guy could do, even though he hadn't done it to this point. Anthony Richardson, a quarterback last year, 2023. Pretty rare for the combine to do anything for a quarterback. It's an athletic competition, but quarterback plays much more about decision-making, arm talent, accuracy. It's just not really what the combine is all about. Anthony Richardson's combine performance was so special that he found his way uh, to move the needle as a quarterback. Simply showing up to the combine was helpful enough. He measured in at 6'4", a clean 244 pounds. Quarterbacks just don't come in that size very often. 
Richardson proceeded to blow up every drill he participated in. In the 40-yard dash, he clocked in at 4-4-3, third fastest time for a quarterback in combine history. 40-and-a-half-inch vertical jump, 129 broad jump, set combine records. Unique athlete. Um, if it wasn't clear from watching him play, he was a league athlete at the combine. Not that, but it was the tape showed it as well. The top four athletic comparisons, Dante Culpepper, Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, and Justin Herbert. Squad a quartet of athletic phenoms. Richardson was going to be a first-round pick regardless of whether he tested or not. But his special performance solidified him as a top-five guy. Now, how well will he perform? Well, uh, that will depend uh, on how he comes off the injury. But the future looks pretty good for him. Aaron Donald, great tape. And I thought he should have been a candidate for the Heisman Trophy at Pitt. In 2014, he had a great combine. Um, he rose up the draft board a month before the combine at the Senior Bowl. Um, his practices were outstanding, did a great job. He's definitely crystallized himself into a top 20 status. Undersized 6'1", 285, he tested out of his mind. And he needed to at that size. Ran 4'6", 8", and he had uh, 159 um, 10-yard. Um he ran a 7-1-1 second three-cone drill, 97 percentile among defensive tackles. But you can't look at just defensive tackles. You have to look at the guys at their size. His drills were outstanding. His movement skills were outstanding. But the film was outstanding. He helped himself, though. I mean, I think he was going to get drafted high. He got drafted higher because he looked like a special, unique, explosive athlete. What about Bud Dupree? One of them. Interesting combine risers of all time. Um, more often than not, combine risers excel across the board. They blow up every drill they participate in. Most of the time, they also carry a prototypical build, which only heightens the you know, personnel guy's fantasy for finding the perfect athlete. That wasn't Dupree. Back in 2015, he blew up the combine in a very specific way. 6'4", 269, explosive as hell, could run fast in a straight line, jumps in the 99 percentile among edge defenders, 4-5-6-40, land at 95 percentile. By contrast, skip the agility drills altogether at the combine. He didn't run them into the pro day where he posted below average results. He just wasn't as bendy or as smooth of an athlete. Team saw the forward explosion, bought in. Uh, the idea was that Dupree was so explosive and fast that he'd get to the quarterback without needing to be nimble. Wrong. The Steelers drafted him in the middle of the first round. The fruits of that selection are inconclusive. While with the Steelers, it was never as good as the first-round status. But he was a useful pocket pusher because that's what he can do. He could turn speed into power, but he couldn't bend, turn the corner, and finish to the quarterback. You've got to be able to bend and turn. He didn't run those drills, so the drills that he did run helped him. It was a crafty way of doing it. But a crafty and a smart, intelligent football guy would not have made that mistake. But in the world of analytics, these guys get fooled because they're not football guys. So it was not what the Steelers bargained for, but that's what they got. In 2017, John Ross, receiver, ran extremely fast. That's it. 4 2 2. Broke the combine record, broke Chris Johnson's record. Everybody expected him to run fast. So it's not like it came out of nowhere. But the post-combine took Ross from mid to late first-round status and catapulted him into the top 10. 
the Bengals landed on Ross with the ninth overall pick, the selection that came right before a three-pick run of Patrick Mahomes, Marshawn Lattimore, and Deshaun Watson. Hassan Reddick, Marlon Humphrey, Jonathan Allen just came right after that. Unlike all those stars, Ross never worked out in the league. Despite his record-setting speed, he struggled to hold up on the outside against physical corners and couldn't develop any route-run ability to make up for it. Uh, another guy that had a great combine, 2018, Colton Miller. Another prospect who looked like the first-round guy late uh, in, leading into the draft season, largely expected to be a top-50 pick, made a late push up the boards as the draft got closer, 6'8", 309. Passed every test with flying colors. Ran a 7-3-4 second three-cone drill, 4-4-9 second chart shuttle time. Uh, agility drills are ex especially important for offensive linemen because of how much the position revolves around short area recovery skills. So Miller made himself a lot of money with those two tests. His combine boost got the Raiders to select him 15th overall. A risky move at the time. Made uh, good on the Raiders' faith in, in, faith in his athletic profile. He's not an elite left tackle, above average to good starter, drafted too high. Again, another case of a general manager, the TV guy that ended up getting the EM job, was fooled. Doesn't have enough experience in evaluating football players, was fooled at the combine. In 2019, Noah Fant, difficult, tight end positions to me. Um, I think it's difficult for a lot of people to evaluate. I've always had a lot of success there. But there are two positions in one. And modern colleges offense don't use them like NFL teams do. Just drafting the biggest, baddest athlete, hoping for somebody to be great is always a challenge. Enter Noah Fan. To his credit, Fant was an appealing prospect before the combine. He played alongside T.J. Hawkinson at Iowa. Uh, while Hawkinson was seen as more polished and versatile, Fant was the athlete with yards after the catch and unlimited potential. Just needed to work on the finer parts of route running clean up his catching techniques. Well, teams looked past the latter once Fant showed up at the combine. 6'4", 249, shredded every drill. Uh, unbelievable athlete. Ran well. 6'8", uh, three-cone three drill. 4'5", at his size. Impressive. Um, got him drafted 20th overall by the Broncos. Whether or not that's been a success is hard to say. He hadn't been as productive or as dynamic as his athletic profile. Our draft status would lead you to believe which is why they traded him to Seattle in the Russell Wilson deal. At the same time, Fan has developed into a solid starter, flashes of dangerous wet yak ability, far from a bust, just not the needle mover he was supposed to be. Um, in 2021, Jamin Davis, a linebacker, um, moved up. Uh, offenses in college football have spread the field in a way that isn't, impossible in the NFL because of where the hashes are turned. Um, in, in College defenses got lighter and built their defenses to combat what college offenses were doing. Um, all of that has contributed to a world where NFL linebackers are difficult to spot and project from the college game. Sometimes the best course of action is taking a super athlete and praying that he figure that out. That was Jamin Davis' ticket into the first round. Remember this. This is something I've learned in over 42 years of working as a scout and a personnel executive. If a linebacker doesn't have instinct or toughness, just say no. It doesn't matter how athletic he is. Technically, Davis didn't do his testing at the combine. COVID forced the NFL to cancel the combine that year, so everyone tested at their pro day. 
Davis's testing was exceptional. 6'3", 239 pounds, overwhelming wind span, crushed all the drills, clocked in at 448 and a 40, and 99th percentile among linebackers in the broad and vertical jumps. He opted to skip the agility drills, which probably should have been a red alert. Commanders took a swing on him with the 20th pick. He hadn't come into his own. See moments of incredible speed and explosiveness, but he's a tick slow in how he sees the game. Doesn't have the fluidity of movements that you want your ideal linebackers to have. So he has some tools, but again, misevaluated. Odiawafi, um, edge rusher in 2021. Um, he didn't get to participate in the combine. Pro day results were legendary. 6'5", 257. Cleared 90th percentile in every drill besides the bench press. 4'37 in the 40. Uh, 39 and a half inch vertical. Uh, and he's not like he was a straight line explosive guy. 6'9", um, second three cone drill. 4'2 in the short shuttle. Checked every box. He's super athletic coming out of Penn State. Exceptionally raw player. Big repertoire of pass rush moves. Didn't record a single sack in his final season. Everything about Owe's profile was bet on traits. The Ravens took a swing at 31st that year. Three years, it's hard to say. Awa's lived up to his otherworldly testing. He has 13 career sacks. His career best in a season is five, which is secured uh, in his second season. That 22 season, 2022 season seemed like a turning point, but he couldn't take another step in 23, leaving him to be more of a quasi-starter than a serious every-down threat. Again, understand the what the workouts mean. Don't get overly excited. You can be fooled by guys. These guys really rose in recent years. And as you can see, most of them did not live up to what the rising should be. There's different reasons for that. I'm proud to say that I've not had a guy that I overreacted to in the combine ever in over 40 years. Because I go back to the film. And the people that are good football people, less likely to make those mistakes. Where people make mistakes is either you have someone in the front office or in the ownership, you know, inner circle that gets intoxicated by someone. And those were most of the mistakes are made. Now, it's not always that a football guy has all the answers because some people, quote unquote, come from a coaching or scouting background, but they're just not very good at doing it and they don't do a very good job. So the key to be successful in evaluating at the combine is to first understand what the guy is as a football player, what he is on tape, and understanding that the workouts are going to take you to what the tape shows you. The 10% of the time that the workout doesn't match the tape, that's when you have to figure out why and make some determinations. Um, you know, uh, Paul Hicks was a guy that I thought was going to be a really good player. He didn't have good film, but he had a great workout. And it wasn't like I drafted him on the workout. But the workout and the testing that we did um, helped us understand why he had some limitations in games. Um, Paul Hicks became a Pro Bowl and probably the best guard in the league for a stretch. Carl Nix was someone that had a hearing issue and it had a problem and it affected how he played. Those are the type of things that you can do if you understand from a coaching standpoint how to teach players, how to evaluate players. And then from a scouting standpoint, knowing what to look for there. Putting it all together. But that's where your foundation is. 
That's where everything revolves around. And using the combine in a prudent way. In today's world of analytics, of numbers, you have people that are not educated in how to evaluate players. And therefore, they overreact and they get guys wrong. Hope you get a better understanding. And as you watch the combine this week, realize that a lot of the fast risers may not match up to what the film says. Appreciate you joining us. Also, a reminder, you can get more detailed breakdowns of the combine, the draft, LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of our scouting season offer. It'll get you not only through the draft, but all the way through next football season. If you're a college fan, we got you covered there. So check it out today, LandryFootball.com. Also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate you. Talk to you again next time, everybody.